You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association. OEA Grow is by members for members. Your host is OEA member and school counselor, Leonie Bannister. Hello, everybody. My name is Leonie Bannister. Today, I'm here for a special edition, a conversation with Chris Lehman. He's a member benefits coach. Today, we're going to be talking about personal finances, and we're going to be learning from Chris. Chris, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, Leonie. Thanks for having me. My name is Chris Lehman, and I've been a high school teacher for going on 12 years now at Crescent Valley High School in Corvallis, Oregon. Um, I actually graduated from there in 2003 and Oregon State University. And it's an awesome profession. It's really engaging. Um, and I've, I get a lot out of it personally. It's nice to be able to give back. Um, I, I got involved in the member benefits coaching position through my union, uh, Corvallis Education Association. Um, I saw a need to, that, that members needed, we need maybe some guidance on um, uh, personal finances and where to turn and just kind of a, an unbiased resource that they could turn to. Um, it's always been a passion of mine I'm lucky enough to have had parents that have modeled good behavior. Um, and I know not everybody has that and it's something that everybody deserves. Um, and it's very rewarding for me and it's really rewarding and uh, awesome to just to help people out when I can, because um, you know they, they've helped me out a lot and it's a way to, to give back and to learn um, and you know give, give people a, a good opportunity to improve their own lives and the lives of their family. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Chris. Um, so just, just, just start our conversation off today. Could you share some common concerns that members come to you for help? Are there any like common threads or themes within questions that you receive from members regarding their financial, you know, planning and, or, you know, problem solving they need help with? Sure. Yeah, it, it's been pretty varied, which always keeps me on my toes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not a licensed financial advisor, but um, so that that caveat there. But um, it's more education based. That's where I'm coming from. I I've been a teacher, and I kind of take that angle with things too. Just some basic education, and education is empowering. And then where to look, what questions to ask. Um, so. Oftentimes, it's not knowing where to start. They keep hearing, hey, this is important. You should do something. You should do something. But it's like any other big, overwhelming topic. It seems complex. So it's a matter of um, sitting down and budgeting is typically pretty common. And that's a great place to start because that's, that's very foundational is where is your money going? Um, okay. And kind of treating yourself like a business in a way where let's let's create a personal balance sheet. So I'll sit down with folks either personally uh, in person or via Zoom, and mm-hmm. we'll just go line item by line item. And let's open up let's open up your credit card statement, your your mm-hmm. uh, you know your debit card statement. It's a way of just kind of mm-hmm. hey, this is what where my money is going. I've got. Uh, 
I've got some leaks here in the ship. Let's plug those. And <laughs> okay. building a solid foundation is, is critical before you do anything else. Mm-hmm. And really understanding this is how much money I'm com- that's coming in. This is where it's going. We're all very busy. And, you know, every, every system that's out there makes it really easy to spend money. And whether it's a credit card uh, and it, it, it goes pretty quickly. So being able to kind of look at that and knowing where your money's going. So helping folks set up budgets um, or conscious spending plans, if budget's kind of a, a boring, awful word. Um, and that's, that's a place where I start oftentimes with folks. And then aligning how they spend money with what their goals are and okay. what their values are. And it's kind of like a, a diet where if you've never done it before and you go super, super strict, it's probably not going to last too long. So understanding, too, that the most important thing is just being directionally accurate. Okay. Nothing's perfect. Everybody's going to make mistakes and to not beat yourself up or over it. And just be consistently directionally positive. Mm-hmm. You're going to win in the long run. So besides budgeting, oftentimes um, I'll help people just kind of understand, well, what is PERS? What's an IAP? What does this all mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I was told when I was student teaching, this is a thing, but what does it mean? Mm-hmm. So just some basic education there, but also understanding some of the supplemental benefits that not only our district offers like a 403B, mm-hmm. um, not all districts do, the majority do. And then the 457 plans that are run by the state through VOIA. Um, again, it's just kind of it, walking people through, this is what it is. Okay. This is a pre-tax account, post-tax. So just some basic education. Okay. And then what are some next steps that you can take? Here's some, you know, a phone number that you can call and just kind of if you ever have questions along the way, mm-hmm. I'm a resource for you. And so those are some common ones that I've experienced this first year. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, just giving people some direction and some confidence that mm-hmm. you can do this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Some resources as well, uh, whether it's a podcast, some books that have really helped me out. Mm-hmm. Um, just places to start and a little bit of confidence. And help understanding that you're not perfect. Nobody is even the best in the world are not perfect. And just take those first steps because Mm -hmm. it's either paralysis by analysis or this is too complicated. Right. I'm not going to do anything. And then life happens and five years pass and nothing's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Just take those first steps Mm -hmm. and course correct as needed. Yeah. It sounds it's really interesting to me because first of all, like it's nice to not be navigating that even the discovery and the awareness step of it, not not doing that in isolation to have someone to kind of guide me through that or or, or a member through that sounds like a huge benefit really. And truly Um, the other piece too, about it, not having, not needing to know everything up front, like just taking one little step in the right direction or in the direction that feels aligned with someone's financial goals also just yeah. is a great first step as well. So that's There's really interesting. Great, yeah. And it, 
again, it doesn't take big things. And mm -hmm. uh, another thing I like talking to people about is compounding. Mm -hmm. And whether it's, you know, the, the easy one is what money does compounding, grows, growing on itself, but just the compounding of habits, small little tweaks. There's a great book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Okay. There's a concept in there of just 1% better every, every day, every week. Mm -hmm. We worry about a big, huge, massive goal, whatever that is in our life. But how do you do that? You can kind of deconstruct it to our, what do I need to do today? Yeah. Okay. I need, I need to call this person. Good. That, that's a win. So these small little wins that compound right. and build over, over time, yeah. whether it's money, relationships, habits, you name it, it's, it's an incredibly powerful concept. So just starting with something small could compound and grow into something much bigger. Along yep. those lines um, of maybe starting with something very small, uh, one thing that we spoke about a little bit earlier together was um, student or student loan or college loan debt. I know many of us have navigated that, you know, situation as educators. Could you speak a little bit to that? Maybe to those of us who, who have some college loan debt and might feel either overwhelmed by it or have just haven't really tackled it in the, the ideal way. Could you, could you share maybe a few tips about what to do with that? Sure. I think there are some structural resources within NEA that exist, and okay. that that is honestly an awesome first step that okay. I would recommend people people do and take. And they have people there that help kind of navigate that. What uh, loan forgiveness programs would be, be most appropriate for you and your situation? Um, looking at if you know private public loans. Um, Know, that the public ones are in forbearance still that's going to change soon mm -hmm. uh, it's become politicized and we don't know what's going to happen with that mm -hmm. um, but to focus your your budget plan on as if you still have to pay those so it's not cold water treatment when when and if they do come back mm -hmm. um, you can prioritize your high, highest interest loans first, kind of do that snowball effect, the, mm -hmm. Dave, the Dave Ramsey thing. Um, and I, I kind of defer to NEA. I mean, those are the mm -hmm. pros that, that help folks out. And, you know, you can give them a call and work, work with folks there to, to get, get you on a plan that is best for you. Um, and making sure and staying on top of it, once you are in a loan forgiveness plan, it's really important to keep track, making sure that your payments are, you know, recorded and they're, you know, you're making your 120 payments um, and, you know, staying on top of that. So with the district, with your, with your provider, um, it's important to stay, stay on top of that. No, that's, that's great information. Um, we'll put a link in the summary regarding the NEA loan forgiveness support people, because I think if, if members don't didn't know that beforehand, maybe we can provide them the resource to mm -hmm. get in touch with with that support. And there, when I'm working with people and, and talking to colleagues too that have kids that are coming through, um, I mean, my colleagues are, are dealing with that. And um, but if they believe their their kids are college bound, what are some resources to to maybe avoid that for the next generation? And right. there are all sorts of things to do. And just thinking critically about 
what's the ROI on a college education? Where am I going? What am I interested in studying? Can I take EP classes? Can I take uh, college now classes? Mm-hmm. And there are all sorts of ways to kind of hack down that cost. Right. Community college. So I tell students that make these decisions with your eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. Not saying don't make the decision, but right. um, you know how to how to navigate that with clearer eyes to mm-hmm. potentially avoid maybe altogether or just to minimize them. Right. That's 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 a really cool concept to like get on the other side of it, like the prevention piece, right? Of how to reduce mm-hmm. any potential loan debt by you know, starting early, you know, I know that there's lots of like double programs where you can take a community college class while you're in high school so that you don't have to pay those, you know, exorbitant fees when you do ultimately graduate and and go to a university. So that's, those are some good ideas too. And I'm going to take those with me as I, you know, have some (laughs) high school students in my house. Thank you for that. Um, And and any little bit helps in thinking about the compounding effect of taking just a couple AP classes and those credits transfer over that's a saves time which is the most valuable resource we all have yeah but it's thinking okay i saved a couple thousand dollars in classes i don't have to take yeah what's two or three thousand dollars compounded over time that could be invested and not compounding against me right? right so just kind of breaking down things like that um, and speaking whatever language that your kids speak as far as, okay, how do I break this concept down? Right. You know, any, any little bit helps. Yeah. And that's an education piece for students also, right? It's like, Very you know, pa- your parents are doing this because, you know, there's some financial literacy there of like, you know, you right. can pay now at a much cheaper rate, or you're going to go to university and pay a lot more. So there's an opportunity there for learning um, for for young adults. You mentioned earlier, Chris, I think it's important for you to just expand upon what ROI means, because that's an acronym some people may not be familiar sure. with. Could you just share that with, with listeners today? Sure. Yeah. So return on investment. So if you're thinking about a college education, um, if you take out $100,000 in student loans with interest and the time you spent, what's that going to get you mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in future earnings, for example, or if you, you know, invest a thousand dollars, what's the return on that investment? So what do you make off of it? What do you get off of that investment, whether it's time, actual money? So, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a way of kind of boiling down and maybe doing a cost benefit of, well, I could go this route or mm-hmm. I could go this route. What's the interest? What's the return on each decision that I make? And then you can make more of a, oh, a calculated decision. Okay. No, that's a great explanation. Thank you for that. So um, kind of shifting now into uh, the career of education, do you, because we talked a little bit about student loan debt and maybe some of our, um, you know, younger or perhaps just newer educators, but thinking about maybe our mid-range educators and who those of us who are trying to like save money to buy a house or save money for our college, our, our kids, our own children's college tuition. Do you have any tips that are different? I mean, your budgeting idea and, and the awareness piece was great, but anything that you'd want to add for like specifically trying to save some money on our, on our current incomes? Sure. Um, 
the concept of paying yourself first is really important. Um, understanding what your goals are and okay. then understanding some basic investment vehicles, whether it's if it's in a retirement account, that's kind of locked money that you can get when you're about 60 years old. So if you're trying to, if you have a coming expense in the next three to five years, that's not going to do you much good. Um, so understanding what some of those tools are that you can put your money, what maybe it's just saving it in cash if you have an expense the next couple of years. Um, so understanding that kind of navigating that filling those those buckets up um keeping your credit up and up that's that's one thing that anybody at any age i think that's kind of an underlying just basic tenet of you know if you're saving for a house make sure your credit's good and you know so pay your bills on time know where your money's going and that's where that budgeting piece comes in um and understanding debt to income and what what a lender is looking for and this mm-hmm. is just within the context of okay i want to buy a house yeah. um and understanding their perspective and not if they say no asking why mm-hmm. that's really important um and oftentimes that's a reason it's because well you got too much debt not enough income that can that can be addressed mm-hmm. you know so it's that like a that next one degree little step of why, and then what can I do about it? Um, So paying yourself first, automating, that's a big thing. We're our own worst enemy and most things in life, it seems like we're fallible. And, but to understand kind of how you operate, know where your weak points are. And just, we live in, you know, an age where everything is automatable. And if, say the government increased taxes by 10%, you'd pay it. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to automate investing to where that's a tax that's paid to your future self Yeah. for whatever your goals are, whether it's traditional retirement or an, an expense in the next five years, down payment for a house. Um, you know, that those are all ways to take yourself away from yourself and kind of screwing things up and just, letting letting automation uh, do its thing and it's pretty cool yeah that is cool i it makes me think about okay so when because what you just said to us is like pay yourself first uh differentiate between your long-term investments which is like our retirement accounts right Mm -hmm. and but then also if you do have the ability give yourself an opportunity to do some shorter term investments that might ultimately pay for your future home purchase or Mm -hmm. financing some of your kids college education or technical school education, whatever it is they choose to do. Um, I do know that most of us certified employees do have access to a, a retirement option, but do we have access to like short term investments also? So and maybe this is specific in districts, but so speaking kind of generally, mm-hmm. if you can, that would be great, Chris. Yeah. So that's the cool thing of investing. And there's all sorts of tools and resources out there that mm-hmm. once you know, once you know your goalposts, what are your goals? And that's yeah. the hardest thing that everybody has to figure out is like, what do I want? 
Yeah. And that, that it can change too. So kind of building in, all right, if I change my mind, if I get married, kids, like who knows? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. You know, people that guarantee something to happen, careful, right? But mm-hmm. things change. So understanding, well, what's a tool I can use to prepare for the unknown, which is mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, the, the district by district varies a little bit as far as a 403B opportunity. Look at that as like a public sector 401k. Okay. So just um, maybe describe that because there was a lot of numbers and even I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> sure. it's, it's just tax jargon. It's okay. just tax jargon that, yeah, it, it's a tax code. Okay. Label to a, a, a type of investment vehicle. So, um, 401ks, many people have probably heard of that. That's like a, if I worked for a public company, that's their retirement program they would have for me. Okay. Um, and then a 403b, those are, that's just a tax code. So understand that it's a, an investment vehicle that you, you put your money into. And within that vehicle, you have different types of investments. Okay. So would someone have access, would teachers have access to a 403B in, through their retirement uh, program through their district? Or is that something on um, top of it? Like something uh, exceptional? So it's the majority, I believe the majority of districts in Oregon offer 403Bs. Okay. And that's in, that's a supplement to. Yes. If you're a younger teacher, officer, right? So okay. your pension and then your your IAP, which is an individual account program. Okay. So kind of view your your financial life, your retirement as a tabletop. This is good. And okay. Yeah. Your pension, that's one leg. Okay. Your IAP, that's the second leg. What does that and stand those for? Are all, Chris, what does IAP stand for? That's an individual account program. Okay. Okay. And it's like a target date fund, which kind of gets more conservative the closer you get to retirement to preserve the wealth that you have. So that's all taken care of um, by the state, by the district. Okay. And so that's kind of the set it, forget it, which is really nice because again, that's out of our hands. Right. And then think kind of using that model, that visual of, okay, I've got the tabletop. I want as many legs as possible to make my financial life as secure as possible. So you've got those two. Your 403B is another one that's offered potentially depending on where you're listening to this um, by district. Mm -hmm. And that's a retirement vehicle and something that's available to everybody across the state is the 457B, which again, just tax code. Yeah. Um, but that's another potential and that's run through VOIA. So again, that's another supplemental thing that um, everybody has access to. So um, that's another potential leg that you can build in that financial table. And the cool thing about a 457B, which it's kind of an if you listen to financial podcasts, there's no, you learn this stuff, but, um, so typically people can't access their retirement accounts, um, 
without paying taxes and penalties until they're 59 and a half. Right. But with a 457, you have what's called a severance of employment feature where okay. say that I work in Corvallis, I've been contributing to 457, you know, hypothetically for 10 years. Okay. I decide that I want to completely change careers. Okay. It's that flexibility thing. It's like, okay. If I officially sever from my employer, this district, I can access that money penalty free. Wow. I'll still pay taxes on it, but it's kind of that middle yeah. ground of added flexibility. It is a retirement account, but if I get a wild hair and change careers <laughs> and say, no, or, or even if it's just, I want to change districts, you know, I can access that money. So okay, understanding that kind of that, the flexibility scale, as far as that stuff goes, yeah, um, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, and you know, just, just understanding, well, a lot of us too will be 30 years in the system before we're 60 years old. Yeah. So maybe you have a spouse that is retired and you're 54, 55 and you're like, I'm done. I don't want to work another four or five years. That's accessible money. If you officially sever from your employer. Okay. So, and you, you mentioned um, that that 457B, I just want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly, is offered through Voya? Yeah, it's Voya is the one that manages it. And okay, it's, well, it's a state, yeah. statewide program. Okay. And Voya is, is that accessible like through a website or through our district office, like finance department or... How do we access that? Yeah, they, they are in, uh, they offer 403Bs as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, they're just, they're a, they're a company that manages investments and okay. they've contracted with the state. Oh, nice. And, okay. And um, they're in multiple states, but yeah, they're, they're a pretty big organization. Their um, fees are reasonable as far as that goes. Some are, some are not. Um, and that's Voya. Could you spell that for us, Chris? Sorry. V O. Uh, Y-A. Okay, perfect. -A. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for that. So we did talk right. a little bit about retirement and 403Bs and 457Bs, um, which I think is great. You also mentioned earlier in our conversation about PERS, and that's a word that does get thrown around a lot. And I've heard it many, many times in my years, and I, I'm not quite sure I completely understand it. So would you just take a minute to share with all of us like a brief overview of what that is and how we benefit from it. Sure. Yeah. So there's, um, most people, I, I think it's, if you're hired after 2003, you're part of the OPSERT program. So Oregon public service retirement program, I believe off the top of my head is what it stands for, but it, it's the state, it's the state retirement program. Okay. And for public employees, and that's that's the difference there. So it's for public employees, and as teachers, that we apply to that. Okay. And for the vast majority of folks um, that are that are listening now, they're maybe getting their career started or midway through their careers. Mm -hmm. Some of their years might fall into a program that was around prior to that. So like a tier two or tier one. Yeah. Um, and those it's, you know, it, it's, it, they got, they have some good benefits. Um, 
as far as OPSERP goes, it's the public employee retirement system run through the state that I believe it's after five years, you're vested in it so that you can, you know, down the line uh, benefit from this. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So we're all, everybody is offered that if you're a public employee and we're all contributing to that. Yeah. So as teachers, that's, that's, um, you know, the, the pension part that, oh, okay. uh, at least for OPSER, um, it's estimated that, uh, as the cal- it's all calculation. So it's a percentage times your final average salary, your highest three years average salary, okay. uh, times the number of years worked. So if you wow. full 30 years, it's about 45% of your ending salary or highest, highest oh. average salary. So, okay. That's, it's not going to, you know, allow you to live on a tropical Island with no, no concerns, but it, <laughs> it is something that right. it, it's passively, it's passive income for the rest of your life. And then, um, your individual account program, your IAP, right. That's a second leg that depending on the district you're in, the district either contributes to that or you contribute to it. So it's kind of district by district as far as how that happens. But that is a second lake that is being built over time. Right. I um, feel like I feel like listeners are going to go back or head to their district now and figure out where they are. Because even I've learned some things like, wow, I wonder what I am contributing to and maybe what I need to add. If, if people get nothing else from this conversation, it's maybe I should go ask the district office what's happening here. It's like, yes. Hey, it's, that's it's, your, an... it's your livelihood. It's your effort. It's your time that you're trading for this. So yeah, just make it work. And, 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 yep. Yeah. I, one other point to, I believe you asked about some, some tips and um, yeah. ways to invest. And I think, you know, it's, it's easy to get bogged down with kind of the nuts and bolts and, you know, 403B, 457, and it can get confusing and overwhelming. I get it. But above all, invest in yourself mm-hmm. and invest in yourself, make yourself as valuable as possible to your employer, but also with skills that just interest you. And mm-hmm. you never know, getting back to that compounding conversation, a skill you pick up might make you the most marketable person in, a, in your own field. And right. then you are super valuable. And, you know, as teachers you know, we, we don't make a whole lot of money, but, but there are some benefits like time Yeah, and we get summers and vacations and what else could you be doing? Even if it's just a couple hours a week, just pursuing interests, maybe a little side job, side, a side gig mm-hmm. and continually investing in yourself. Warren Buffett talked about this. He's a famous investor and mm-hmm. um, he was asked what's the best investment during inflationary times, which we're in now, which meaning mm-hmm. inflation. So your money buys less. It's, it's worth a little less because cost of goods and services go up. And he said, invest in yourself mm. because that has potentially an unlimited ROI because you don't true. know where that's going to lead. Yeah. And even if it just makes you a better teacher, well, that's valuable. Yeah. And you know, that has compounding effects too. That sure does. It makes me think about how um, 
like as a school counselor through just navigating the pandemic and COVID, like I've had to learn new skills. This is really personal, but it's, it's applicable. Like we've had to learn new skills and with learning those new skills, I take those with me now. Like I, I can mm-hmm. apply those back at school or if I have to do something online. And that was really an investment in myself. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, just getting bummed out because of everything that was, you know, just going on with, you know, distance learning, but it's like, okay, how can we make this an opportunity to be, to be better? So I appreciate that perspective. I think others will too. Uh, Chris, it's been great to talk to you and I feel like you have a lot to share with us. Um, Who are you available to help? And if we wanted to just have an extended conversation or meet with you, how would we find you? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, anybody and everybody, I think it's important. And I, I just, selfishly enjoy talking about it and learning and mm-hmm. it's 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 a challenge to help people but i i really enjoy doing it cool um so my district email and i, I imagine you can put this in the in the show notes for folks but my district email if you just want to reach out and ask questions um my phone number um i also over covid started a personal finance coaching business perfect and that is now tailored again it's gone through all sorts of iterations but it's tailored toward running financial wellness workshops as professional development in school districts so if you have your your admin's ear um and you think that this information would be valuable then i'd love to work something out and do a whole staff a whole staff workshop um whether it's Zoom or in person, um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun and uh, it's it's cool to work with people um, and then obviously follow up. But yeah, you just have it. If folks just have a question or want to touch base about something, um, give me a call or, or send me an email and um, I'd, I'd love to help out. That'd be awesome. I know this episode will be um, published somewhere in December. So what a great way maybe to start the new year, Um, you know, not necessarily the academic school year, but the new year, like, let's have Chris come out and talk to us a little bit about finances. So um, before we say goodbye, though, Chris, you're, you're just a wealth of knowledge. I just wanted to make sure is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me. It's it's fun. This was my first podcast that um, I listened to a lot of podcasts, but uh, this is the first time I've had an actual conversation on a podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I just think that, uh, you know, personal finance is it's it, it can be daunting, but once you kind of get into it, it's it's a lot of fun. And there are so many free resources out there, many of which will be will be linked here. And we were talking before we went on air. It's if you find just a thread that sounds interesting to you and you pull that thread, mm-hmm. one that's applicable to you, you'll find that, oh, what's this one over there? And it's just pull that thread. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden it's exciting and it's taking ownership over your own life and finances because it's so easy just to get swept up and debt and just kind of things get out of control pretty quick. But there are some amazing stories out there where people that have just taken a few small steps and just, they haven't given up and it's just those one degree. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this just one foot in front of the other. They can change the entire trajectory of their own lives and the lives of their family and 
you know, their future generations. And it's really cool to know that there are resources out there. There are people to help and, um, by investing not only in yourself, but in, you know, whether it's stocks or real estate or something like that, um, you know, you can be part of the United States economy, the world economy, which is the most powerful thing ever. I mean, you, you are investing in businesses and ideas and ways to improve the world. And that's a pretty cool concept if you kind of boil it down like that. Um, and if you ever, yeah, if people need help, please reach out. And I think another thing is just, you know, focus on those little steps that you take every day. Mm-hmm. You don't have, it doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. Um, just take a breath and just kind of be directionally positive, you know, every day. Just make a little step every single day. And you'll be amazed at how quickly things can turn around and see improvements. Um I know this is a hectic time right now, yeah. you know, but maybe dial down the news a little bit um, and kind of look at volatility as a fee that you need to pay and deal with in order to participate in this economic system as right. in investing um, and just taking a breath, focus on improving yourself, automate, ignore the noise and then just focus on you know, being a good person, your craft and let investing take care of itself. It reminds me um, before we go just of a strategy we use in uh, school counseling called circle of control. Like when things feel really overwhelming and there's a lot going on that you have no control of, just really kind of making your world small and focusing on what you have control of over like, you know, instead of, you know, going to a coffee shop to buy the coffee, like start with something small, like brewing your coffee at home that saves you Mm -hmm. like five bucks a day, like something very small like that. Um, can that's that one degree change that can kind of like compound into bigger things. Um, and then there's obviously some bigger things that you can do within your circle of control to impact your financial, you know, future and success. Yeah. And that's such an important concept, especially, during COVID. Yeah. But it, the world's always been chaotic. I think that just kind of took a veil from our eyes. Yes. It's it's always like this. And the fact that we're here where we are compared to other places in the world and that we're alive now too, it's just luck. A lot of the time it's just luck that, that that's the case, but to understand, yeah, what can you control? Yeah. And I think that as, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, as I really like slow down and think about the impact of this podcast is like educators, we have such an important and just like, just essential job that like, we have to take care of our futures in order to keep Mm -hmm. this job and this industry really, really important in our, our world, really and truly, like, we have to take financial, like, care of ourselves in order to really make this in just a very, you know, like critical role for our future. So I think that that's part of the reason why being financially literate, ensuring that your future is secure and pretty, you know, reliable for yourself in your retirement is important is so that younger, you know, earlier educators stick with it um, for the Mm -hmm. sake of kids really and truly. Yeah. So I I agree. And yeah, 
polls being what they are and statistics being what they are. It's yeah, money issues consistently, consistently are top two sources of stress. Yes. And like you said, our jobs are so crucial and it, it should be fun going to work every day. But if we have this stress hanging over our heads, I mean, that, again, that, that stress can compound other areas in our life, relationships, um, divorce, you know, things like that, where we're not our best selves at work and two kids, the people that we should be serving if we don't take care of ourselves first. And, you know, it's like putting the oxygen mask on yourself first and then helping other people out and, you know, making, making sure that you're good and your family's good. Um, so you can be the best educator possible. That's right. All right. Let's leave it on that. Chris, thank you so much. I really have appreciated our conversation. I've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot as well. And we will um, link in the show notes where you can find Chris and how you can connect with him. And we just thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, please feel free to reach out. Thank you. You're welcome. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit our webpage at grow.oregoned.org.